Hey friends, welcome to Not So Picture Perfect. I'm your host, Alyssa Hollis. I'm a boy mama, family photographer, and educator with a deep purpose for encouraging others. On this show, we will get real, raw, and vulnerable. We will chat about messy motherhood, the photography industry, and how to survive it infused with faith and humor. We will dig deep, laugh a lot, and probably get a bit awkward. I am passionate about lifting up creatives in an industry that is constantly struggling with identity. You will walk away from each episode feeling lifted up and a part of something, feeling like you gained a friend that you didn't know you needed. So if you're a creative mama who has been feeling left out, left behind, or just plain lost, stick around because you will always have a seat at my table. Get ready to hear me tell it like it is. No candy coating here. So grab your iced coffee and let's talk about it. Do you feel like you are giving up all of your secrets? telling all the photographers around you all of the information that you have worked so hard to learn over the past few years? Do you get DMs of local photographers asking you all the time where the locations are that you're shooting? Do you struggle with the term community over competition? If so, today's episode is for you. I had a great conversation with a new photographer friend who just moved to Georgia a couple months ago. She's starting her business completely over from scratch in a new state. That is so tough, y'all. I could not imagine. Yet, I do know how it feels to be the new girl in town and to be treated like an outsider who's encroaching on someone's territory. I'm sure that's how she felt reaching out to me. It's not easy. You know, this is a shark tank of an industry. People are cutthroat, backstabbing, and oh, honey... The sabotage runs deeper than Michael Scott's love for freaking meetings. Look, if you're not an Office fan, I'm sorry. So we're bouncing ideas off of one another. We're talking about our client gifts. We're showing each other some new brochures that we've made and just talking about really fun things that we've created for our businesses that we're planning for the future. It was awesome. It was great. Like there was no competition in that conversation. Like from the minute that her and I started to talk, we hit it off. And that is going to happen, and that is so great. So I'm going to say some things on this episode that you will either agree with or very much disagree with, and that's fine. For a second, take my glasses off my face, put them on yours, have a new perspective for just a little bit, because this is a topic that is constantly talked about. People talk about it in their stories, in their posts. I mean, there's blog posts, there's podcast episodes. It's just a thing, and... I just wanted to talk about it because I'm tired of talking about it, actually. But here we are. (laughs) Okay, so here are some things that I think community over competition actually is. It's lifting your local and or distant photographer friends up when they are down. Liking or commenting on your friends' posts every now and then to give them some love. Sharing a post that stopped you in your tracks. Put it in your story. Tagging somebody in your stories could give them such a boost for their day, for their week, heck, even their month, just to let anybody know like, hey, I see you too. You're not alone. Offering someone like a prop, you know, when they need it in a bind. I've even loaned somebody a camera lens that was in a complete horrible bind. Or I've offered my battery charger to a friend because she lost hers. Or, you know, and I'm going to be honest, I've talked about this before. It is kind of slightly rude when like a photographer will ask you to borrow a client closet piece. But I have absolutely let friends borrow client closet pieces because they needed it. And that to me is, you know, being a community person. Like I'm not going to always do it. I'm definitely not going to let a stranger that I don't know borrow that stuff. But there's like a fine line there. 
being there for someone who needs advice on how to deal with a hard client. That to me is community over competition. Cheering someone on and not asking them every detail of what is working for their business. You can cheer somebody on and I'd be like, yo, so like, how'd you get that client? You know, like it's none of your business. It's just not. So I had asked a question on my Instagram. I asked, you know, what's community over competition to you? And this one came up a lot. Just support. Support does not mean giving someone every ounce of information that you have gained over like the course of your career. That's not exactly what support is. Being that, you know, you can support someone without being a doormat or in turn self-sabotaging because support does not mean sacrificing yourself and your knowledge. It just really doesn't. And that's not a mean thing to say. It's just not. Okay. And some more things that, you know, I consider to be community over competition is, you know, knowing and being okay with the fact that her success is not taking away from my success. You know, building uh, fellow community members up instead of trash talking them in groups. Look, the Facebook group trash talk is disgusting and I, I just can't even with it. We all know about it. Everybody that's listening to this podcast is probably in at least 50 Facebook groups for photographers. So we all know the trash talk runs deep and it's just not okay. And never placing judgment on someone's growth because we have all started with a camera fresh out of the box. I don't care what your past is or, you know, how many people in your family were photographers or whatever the case may be. We all started with a fresh camera. We all started like basically on the same playing field. Some of us may have gotten places quicker and that's because, you know, like for example, for me, Back in the day when I first started, you know, for forever ago, there wasn't a whole lot of mentorships out there. There wasn't a whole lot of online courses really going on then. Um, not that that makes me any better than anybody else because it took me longer. Like I had, oh, I did it all by myself. I didn't have anybody help me. No, no. I really wish that I um, had the opportunities that are out there right now because a lot of people have the opportunity to get where they want to be so much quicker now. And really just community over competition really just boils down to just being a good person when someone reaches out to you, when they, you know, ask you for help or they show interest in you in any way or send you a DM or compliment your work or like your post, whatever. If they are actually taking the time out of their day to reach out to you, I don't care if they're new or seasoned or whatever, you know, just being good to them. And, you know, if someone's making that effort to reach out to you, first of all, we all know that's not easy. I mean... It's not to like to cold message a stranger on the internet when you don't know how they're going to react, which if you watch their stories and you can, you know, kind of gauge the kind of person they are really, um, you either reach out or you don't. (laughs) Um, but you know, it takes much less energy on your part to just be kind. The thing is, this may not seem very serious to everyone because there's absolutely enough for everyone. But it's a serious when you break down the weight of spilling your guts to everyone and the weight that it has on the potential income um, that you can make for your family, you know, to earn and to thrive by the works of your gifts. Like there's a weight there um, and it, it is serious, especially for someone, you know, who has a successful thriving business. It's, it's not really a joke to most of us. So I'm here to say that if you work your butt off and you show up in your own way, the right people will come to you. Price won't even be a factor anymore because they will want you. If a new inquiry ghosts you and you see them show up on another local's page, that's okay. They were not meant for you. 
it's fine. They were not meant for you. They weren't going to appreciate what you had to offer anyway. So you just have to let that go. But again, that's that's a whole nother conversation. So for me, and this may not be the case for everyone listening, but my life has truly become very saturated in this work and the people that are in this industry. At this point in my life, I really only have one close friend who's not a photographer. And for me, it's not being friends with photographers, it's not just, oh, they're a photographer. I'm not just, oh, I'm speaking to a photographer. I'm interacting. I'm interacting with or even cultivating a relationship with these people as people, as another person. I don't give a flying flip what their freaking job is. I just happen to, you know, immerse myself into this business and I gained a lot of friendships out of it. And I honestly, I think I'm very lucky to have other photographer friends that do the same thing as me. Yeah. That's just like the sprinkles on the cupcake to our relationship. It's not the foundation of our freaking relationship. If a person is doing their job and just because they're doing the same job as me, absolutely it doesn't mean anything in the scheme of how I'm going to treat them, if that makes more sense. I'm not saying that you have to be friends with everyone. It's a big world out there. (laughs) And no one could juggle 5,000 internet relationships at once. I've kind of tried it, and if you know me, you know. Being kind and helpful doesn't mean you have to get on a deep personal level with every single person who sends you a DM, who comments on your post, or who you run into at a popular session location. You can be kind and loving and community building. That does not mean that you have to do life with those people. If anything, if you take anything away from this this episode, maybe you could take that away. Like I feel like there's like this weird misconception that everybody feels like, oh, because I saw five local photographers at, you know, this popular spot I have to be best friends with them and tell them my whole life story and everything I've ever done to earn a dollar no you don't have to do that so now we're going to talk about (laughs) what I believe community over competition is not which I kind of did that in the first part but whatever you know what just roll with me there's just a really fine line of like reverence that we have to have to practice in this business So community over competition is not telling everyone everywhere your locations are. I know. You're probably just going to turn this podcast off now. You're going to be like, oh, I thought Alyssa was super sweet. I am, but I'm also really practical and I've been in this business for 12 years and it's, I've been through it all. I've been through it all. But don't worry. If you stick away onto the end, I'm going to tell you like why I do some of the things that I do. So it's also not giving people access to you all the time. I talked about that in like my first episode. It's not giving away all of the knowledge that you've worked so hard for away for free. It's not connecting through gossip. It's not offering another photographer your client closet items that you paid loads of money for. Like I said, I have done that in the past, but those people were really, they were close to me. They were like actual friends who like cared about me. And because, you know, you paid for those client closet items to create an exclusive experience for your clients. Um, and you don't have to share those things in the name of being nice. You just you don't actually have to do that, okay? It's not sharing your pricing structure. It's not sharing every single piece of your business model so that someone can go recreate it as their own. It's not offering photographers who who come to book you a cheaper rate um, just because like they get it and like let's say you are a product you offer products to your clients. Other photographers in this industry know exactly what you can get that product for. We all know, but you don't have to offer people those things at cost because they are a photographer and they know how much it costs. Here's the kicker. Are you ready? This is why I'm saying this. That paper or that piece of wood, which I know wood's not free, but like 
that paper or what you're putting that piece of art on is free. It's not what you're paying for. You're paying for the physical art that is being put on that product. So you should still have to pay full price. That might actually get me some hate comments. We'll see. <laughs> Um, but I don't think it would because if you're a photographer who values your time and your talent, you would agree with me. Look, keeping what you want to keep to yourself does not make you a bad person. Um, it doesn't make you a community crusher or a witch. It means you are protecting your business, which is ultimately protecting your family. So next time you reach out and you ask someone something and they choose to keep it to themselves, please just think of their kids. Think of their family. And, you know, you're asking them to give up what they worked really, really hard for. The thing is, if they can do it, you can do it. I don't know who said this quote, and I it's probably not somebody that I would even agree with, but like, it's like we all have the same time in a day. Like, I mean, I have three kids. You probably have eight kids. You might have one. You might have none. I feel like if it really freaking matters to you, you're going to do everything in your power to make it work. That's just how it is. And the thing is, as long as you keep in your mind, it's not how fast you do it. If you're a stay-at-home mom and you have three kids at home all day and you're homeschooling them, or let's say one has special needs and, you know, you've got to go to appointments and you've got all these things going on, but you're also running this amazing photography business that you love and you're so passionate about, uh, how fast that you can get through this and that you can do and you can meet your goals, that is going to look different than someone else. And that's okay. If we can just wrap our minds around the fact that our businesses and our, like, what we're doing here it does not have to look the same. We're still all doing really, really good things. We just, we get caught up in like seeing that someone else might be doing it better or faster. And the thing is, it's just, it's a perspective. It's a freaking perspective. I heard um, it was, um, if you guys don't know who Joy, Joy Prouty is, um, she is one of my, um, she's a mentor. She is a wonderful photographer. She is uh, a mama. And she said today in her Instagram stories, um, I don't exactly know how she worded it, but it was like, I need my mind to be where my body is. Wherever you're at right now, if you're sitting down to edit, think about your editing and how that's going to affect your client. When you're at home and you're, you know, like I said, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're homeschooling your kids in that moment, you got to think about that. You're going to get your moment to work. It's going to be slower than someone else, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. This might sound super harsh, might feel like it's coming out of left field because of what I've been talking about but many people are willing to tell you everything they ever learned and everything they ever fought for but now they charge for it as they should nothing good comes easy or cheap it's it's not mean it's how you grow either you can learn the hard way or you can invest in a mentor who will help you get there quicker because you will learn from the things that we've gone through you'll learn from our mistakes and hopefully not make as many mistakes as us because we're going to tell you like exactly what to do and what not to do, or at least what worked for us. Cause you know, what works for me may not work for you, you know, so on and so forth. You know, we want to get there faster. I mean, who doesn't want to get there faster? And honestly, the best way to do that is to hire a mentor. And I'm not just, I'm not plugging myself either because I don't do business mentorships, editing and one-on-one -on -one shooting. I got you, but I'm not into business. I mean, I'm into my own business and I, nobody needs to know what I do. I got plenty of business mentors that I can refer you to. If you would like that information, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. So there is only one thing I don't share for free. And that's what I just said. It's just I don't share how I run the back end of my business and how I edit. I don't share those things for free. So now if you are an editing mentee of mine and you ask me business questions, I will tell you whatever you want to know. 
I just don't, I don't have an actual business mentorship. Like it's not laid out. Like there's actual mentors in our business that teach specifically business. I don't do that. But if you ask me and you are a, a mentee of mine, I will tell you whatever you need to know. 12 years of blood, sweat, and pure sacrifice is absolutely worth charging for. You shouldn't feel bad about that. Making money is actually biblical. Loving money is the sin, but earning money to support your family is not. When you become greedy and obsessed with the money, that's where the problem arises. And that is honestly too deep of a topic for today. For me, you know, teaching, it does make me substantial income. Um, But here's a little secret about me and how I look at the teaching aspect of my business. Because my main business is photographing families and capturing families in the season that they're in right now. I'm okay if the education side of my business um, isn't like what's making me the most money or I'm not going to lose sleep over what's happening on that side of my business. You know, because if nobody books me as their mentor, and I've said this before, I'm, I'm not necessarily like the first mentor people choose, which is fine. I'm not really like here to be number one or be the most popular, but I don't trust it because, you know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 5.10, he who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor will he who loves wealth with his income, because this is also vanity. So look, I'm not perfect. Making money is awesome. But this side of my business, like the education side of my business, I just don't stress it as much, right? You know, it's a freaking blessing. Every single person who invests in me um, in their education is a blessing, not a dollar sign. Uh, the photography part for me kind of goes along with 1 Timothy 5.8. Okay, so but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially the members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I mean, what? Look, the Lord is like, he wild. He wild. I, you know, I'm just going to go off on a tangent here. People who say the Bible is boring, what? You know, that in that reel is like, look, if you're just, if you're boring, just say that because the Bible is like wild. It's like a soap opera on steroids. So I don't know why anybody thinks it's boring, but anyway, so the teaching aspect's just a little bit different. Like I said, it's a blessing. It's like, I call it the icing on the cake because you know, no one can expect anyone to give up their life or like lay down the next steps in their business for free. Like Nobody can expect me to just spend my whole entire day in DMs giving everybody every step to take, you know, like that's just like, that's not right. That's like not fair. I spent so much time like fighting for it. And as most of us have, it's just, you know, having a mutual respect for other creatives and working mamas. Okay. So now that we've got all that out of the way, I'm probably going to throw up on the day that this airs because I'm going to be thinking everybody's going to hate me. Um, It's fine. So in the last thing that I wanted to say, the community over competition is not is it is absolutely not poaching people's clients behind their back and offering free sessions if i had a dollar for every time that has happened to me in the last 12 years i probably could just quit photography and just live on that because it's happened to me many many times and another thing that it's not you guys and this is probably something that you've been through having a photographer book you and specifically asking for a location that they know that you don't share with anyone just so they can get you to take them there. And then you never hear from them again after the session. <laughs> that also has happened to many, many people. I promise it has happened. So I'm going to tell you some of the personal experiences that I've had with some of this stuff. So for me, I do have a small group of local ladies who I tend to share all my stuff with. Uh, minus my pricing structure because like, you know, that's just something I'm not going to share because if I raise my prices today, 
uh, that might inspire a friend to raise their prices, but they may not be ready to. You know what I mean? So everyone has to figure that part out on their own um, because what I need for my family income is like not necessarily what someone else needs. So I share locations, ideas, where I bought props. I've even given them ideas for their own business, and I have definitely pushed my friends to raise their pricing when they ask me for their advice. Those, And I'm talking like I have a very small, close-knit group of photographers locally that I share these things with. But here's kind of where it gets tricky. Some people do sadly take advantage and assume because you're nice that you must share everything or you're not community-driven. The ladies in my small group of friends, you know, they've cried with me. They've helped me when I'm down. They've, you know, let me borrow things in a bind and they have loved me. So, you know, they're not necessarily in the same category as like every single person in this community. Like we all are going to have our little close knit communities um, near us. And we need that. Like you need that because like I have really good friends that live clear across the freaking country but they can't physically be in my presence and help me sometimes when I need someone, you know, like, so I do encourage you to reach out to local photographers and cultivate a relationship. Most of my relationships were cultivated through DMs. The thing is about relationships, you don't just reach out one day and then you don't reach out again. Like you gotta, you have to like, again, cultivate that. It doesn't happen overnight, just like nothing else good happens overnight. All right, locations. Locations can be slightly tricky. There should be some that are sacred to you, but not really for the reasons that you might be thinking. You know, it's not a selfish reason. At least it's not for me. It's because most times places are just very small. And once they become well-known, they become overran. So you feel kind of awkward bringing your very high-paying clients to a place that everyone has access to. Does that make sense? You know, some of the places I found over the years took major time to find. You know, I dragged my kids all over the stinking city searching for places. And that's not something that anyone should just be willing to give up for the sake of community. I mean, dude, our time is priceless. Like if I have to go out and, you know, drag my kids all over the place for four hours and then you just shoot me a DM, hey, where is this? And people have literally like people that don't follow me have airplane mode sent me my own post. Didn't like it. Didn't comment it on it. Didn't, didn't do nothing with it. Just sent it to me and said, where is this? Um, I can tell you where the Starbucks I go to is all the time. I just think you need to work on this. Like if you, if you use your like God-given investigative skills, you could probably find it. Because you wouldn't believe the way I have found some locations. Because I got... I got, I got investigative skills, okay? I really liked Inspector Gadget. So, like, I just, I don't know. I learned a lot from that show. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So, you know, you can load, if I can load up my three kids, one of which likes to scream the whole time in the car and do it, you know, go scout, you can totally do it. And I am talking reaching out to a stranger, like someone you have never spoke to in your life to ask them where a location is, is not necessarily the what you should do. You like you could ask a friend who is maybe shot in the same place. It's just so, now I have never been rude to somebody. I've never told somebody flat out. No, um, I've explained this same exact thing to them. And when you explain this to someone in a kind, heartfelt way, most times they accept that. It's just the way that you speak to someone, whether it voice message someone back. I highly encourage you to voice message someone so they can hear your voice and they can know your heart behind what you're saying to them. Don't type out something rude in a DM because they will not forget that, okay? People remember how you make them feel. You know, one time um, early on before I had a really good set of friends who, like, now I go scouting with other friends. Like, it's I don't make my husband do it now. Sometimes, but not a lot. 
So this one time, I took my husband to Atlanta to help me find a rooftop. Because at the time, you know, before I really knew like the etiquette, I was asking people. And this is why I feel okay talking about this because I've been there. I have done all of the things that you shouldn't do and now I know better. So now I want to teach you to not make the same mistakes. So I asked people where this specific location was. Nobody would help me as they probably shouldn't have because we weren't really close friends. So I, I understand now. Um, so we spent four hours walking the streets of Atlanta, pulling up maps, walking in and out of businesses. Oh, by the way, it was raining. Um, we, we were asking people for help. I was, you know, pulling up photos, showing people like, do you know where this is? Like, can you help us? After about four hours, we had a girl, I want to say she was the receptionist at the Omni Hotel in Atlanta who helped us find this spot. I do not remember her name. Sadly, it's been years. So we found a spot. We went up there. My husband took some headshots of me. And the next day when I posted them, you know, with one of my deeply intentional captions, oh, honey, the DMs rolled in like hot lava. Okay, hot lava. To this day, I have shared that spot with three people. And now it's overused and overran. Like everybody in the Atlanta area knows where that rooftop is. I'm not saying I'm the first one to find it because I wasn't. There was plenty of other people that found it because clearly I saw their photos first. But the crazy story is like now it's really not that great because they actually started building around it. And there's, there's not really a good view of the Ferris wheel. I mean, there's really good views of like the buildings that are next to it. So it's, it's really good for, you know, urban shots. But, you know, some of us really enjoyed that Ferris wheel view. But, you know, it's sad and, you know, we still all use the place, but I feel like it kind of lost its sparkle when they started building. The reason for telling you that story is we spent four hours like walking around the streets of Atlanta in the rain trying to find like a spot. It was just like when you think about the amount of time and effort that people put into finding these locations to create an exclusive experience for their clients, it can be kind of like unnerving when random strangers ask you where a spot is. Um, you know, if my best friend asked me where it was, I would tell her immediately. Wouldn't even hesitate because she knows me and she knows that she shouldn't be sharing it with random people. And it's not, I know that that sounds bad. It's like, oh, that's not community. Like if a new photographer needs help, that's different. It's also, also let's go back to that. It's in your approach. If you were to message me and be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you for sharing all the things that you, like if you were like, reach or not even me let's say you know I wanted something from someone I would not be like yo where's this at where'd you buy this where did you where's this spot there's a way to communicate with people that would make them want to tell you things so just practice how you talk to people and how you approach people you know it's like the saying goes you you um get more bees with honey than um, vinegar yeah you just gotta be sweet if you're not sweet, and sometimes a tone of voice can also throw people off too. I know, Lord, I've had to work on my tone for years. Just ask my mother, okay? Ugh, she would love to tell you some stories. Uh, I've not always been as nice as I am now. <laughs> All right, you know, some things are just sacred and keeping them to yourself is okay. The thing is, I still share things with my closest friends and, you know, then it's on them to kind of decide what they want to do with that information. Like if I tell my friends where a spot is, I don't really care what they do with that information. They can do whatever they want. I personally never let a place being overcrowded keep me from going to it. You know why? Mm. It's because not a single soul in that space um, that's shooting at the same time as me does what I do. They don't do what I do on a personal level. They don't interact with their clients the way that I do. Um, you know, no one thinks like me. No one can ever take that from me. And no one can take that from you too because you also have special things that nobody else can bring to the table. 
Um, I also edit well and I don't really worry about people being behind me, being next to me. You know, like I don't really care as long as you're not like if you're close enough to be able to hear me prompting my clients then you're too close. I am extremely respectful when I'm in locations with other photographers. I will not go behind them. I will wait. If I ha if I see their camera to their face, I wait to walk my clients behind them. Because some locations, like, you have to walk a certain path. It's just being, being respectful. That's just the biggest thing in all of this. In this entire community, respect is just sometimes lacking. And I think if more people could gain that, we would all be a little happier. Clients, they hire you because they trust you. Again, piggybacking off of what I just said, like, when you walk into a space or even, you know, post on Instagram or, you know, you get that DM of somebody asking for a location. Honestly, locations are literally nothing. Like, dude, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Because I'm going to go back. I, I can't tell you the last time I told somebody no. Honestly, the last person I told no is now my really good friend. <laughs> and I actually told her where the spot is that she wanted to know about. Because she's amazing and she built a relationship with me. Like that is important. I'm just going to be honest. Like you shouldn't care about it. And if you want to just willingly give your stuff away, I'm not going to stop you. But you should try to be friends with people. Like it's just important. And, you know, I'm just going to leave you with next time that you reach out to somebody, next time you want information, if it's about a location or a prop or, you know, where, where did you get that dress or where did you get that backdrop or where did you get that piece of furniture? You know, whatever it is that like, cause I mean, we do that online. Like I ask people all the time where they got stuff, but I don't really ask people that I've never truly had a conversation with. I just, I feel like that's awkward for myself. Um, you can do whatever you want, but please, I want to tell you if you're listening to this podcast, please do not hesitate to reach out to me and ask me where I bought something or what I'm, whatever I, I willingly will tell you things, but I just, I'm kind of like speaking for the community in general that there's just been lines that have been crossed because people don't respect other people or they're very new to this business and they don't know that it's considered disrespectful. Like I tell my kids all the time, like if like, let's say that, you know, one of my kids is being, I'm just, I don't even know what word to use. Let's just, we'll just use the word um, turd because as if you watch my Instagram stories, you know that I like to call my middle son a turd because um, it's a lot nicer than a lot of other names people can call their kids. But like if I'm like, Avery, quit being a turd. And he'll be like, I'm not a turd. I didn't say you were a turd. I said you're being a turd. So I'm not saying that you're being disrespectful uh, or that you are disrespectful. I'm saying that you can be disrespectful by, you know, reaching out to people who you've never, ever connected with in any other form or fashion um, except to ask them how they've achieved something. So I don't know. I hope that this helped the community over competition conversation. Um, I hope it didn't discourage anybody from, you know, reaching out to others. You, sh you should reach out to others, but let's not make the first touch point with someone be you asking them how they achieved something. Let's use like connect on your children, like, oh, how old is your son? Or, oh, my, my, my son likes to play baseball too. Or, oh, I love that you share that in your stories or commenting on their photos. I love your tones. And I love like the way that you, you have your families connecting with each other. Connect on a different level first. Don't make your first connection point being like sucking someone dry. Okay. Cause most people are going to feel a little weird if that's the first thing you ask to create a relationship. So let's move forward in our industry and be a little bit more respectful and let's create and cultivate relationships first.
So here's something to reflect on this week. Imagine yourself running a marathon next to all of these ladies that surround you in your community. And imagine somebody falls down. Just help her up. Help her up even if you know she's going to win. And that you had a leg up on her the whole time because the girlfriend fell down flat on her face. Might have busted a tooth out or two. Pick her up. Let her win. Let her win. Because in the end, that says more about you than anything else. Hey, before you go, are you a photographer who is struggling with editing, struggling to find your style, or just fed up with editing altogether? Well, I'm here to help. I offer an online editing course cultivated specifically for the new creative in mind. This classroom is full of videos breaking down the use of Lightroom from start to finish, a touch of Photoshop with my personal preset pack and brushes. The best part is my private Facebook community where we show up with our true and honest helpful hearts ready to learn from one another. If you are ready to change your editing game and gain some new friends, then head over to alyssahollisphoto.com under the mentorship tag and sign up today.